I want to encourage you with a quick testimony. Did you want to come up? She loves the microphone, by the way. Loves being in front. <laughs> Take courage. Uh, so this is Tisha. David over here, that's her husband. <laughs> but these guys, these guys are awesome. Brother-in-law right here, this is Ralph. <laughs> and uh, the three of them, they, uh, they came on Tuesday to our, to our staff meeting. And um, David is a, is a pastor. He's going to be playing in a church here uh, up in, in downtown Denver, exactly where it's needed. And, uh, and we're so blessed and honored to, to come alongside them as they, as they plant this church. And um, as we were in our... So, so David, though, um, here's the thing with pastors. We're real good at praying for others and, and helping others, but when we have problems of our own, we kind of hunker down and we're like, oh, we'll figure it out. We'll get, we'll do it. <laughs> and, uh, and so I think David was trying to do that. And, but then you kind of reach that tipping point where you're like, ah, okay, I can't do it on my own. And so it was really cool. He just reached out to me in a text and he's like, man, we're struggling. We got a lot of stuff going on. And we're in the emergency room to top it all off. And uh, so I, I got the text message like six hours later. I called him. And, <laughs> um, and uh, we just prayed right there. But I just said, you know, if you can come Tuesday. So that was Monday night. I said, if you can come Tuesday, come. And he's like, yeah, we'll probably have to maybe even join you online or something. Because uh, Tija, uh, one of the things going on is she had injured her back or there was, didn't even know exactly what happened, but to the point where she couldn't move, uh, couldn't get out of bed, uh, couldn't do anything. And so David's going, well, there's no way. Tija, on the other hand, was like, I'm going to figure out a way to get there. <laughs> and uh, I think she was telling me even that morning, Tuesday morning, like it took 20 minutes just to get out of bed. And so she's sitting here going, Okay, left foot. Jesus, will you help me with my left foot just to move it out of the bed? And then it was like, okay, Lord, will you help me move my right leg and get that out of the bed? And so <laughs> they were late coming in. because <laughs> It took them a little while to get there. But uh, they came in, and, uh, and we just we stopped what we were doing and, and just had the opportunity to, to just come alongside them and begin to pray with them. And, uh, and I think there's just, you know, when one thing happens, other things kind of, it's like a domino effect and things just start to pile up. And you guys like the light show? <laughs> We're going to have the disco ball in a minute. We're going to start dancing. <laughs> uh, but uh, there we go. <laughs> there's the disco ball. <laughs> um, is it working? We're good now. Okay, awesome. So, so we're we're in we're in there, and uh, we just came came around them and and just begin to contend for them and uh, and for healing for Tija. And so I'll let her just kind of share what happened from there. Um. So I don't know if a lot of people can relate. I am so good at suffering alone. 
um, feeling like I have to suffer in silence. And obviously that, that's not good for anybody because um, the people that God may have around you that are supposed to be helping you through, they don't know that you're going through anything. Um, so it wasn't until I valued vulnerability that people were able to step in on my behalf. Um, so prior to the pinched nerve in my back or back sprain, they really don't know. Um, I had an MRI that brought some results that I, it was pretty shocking. Um, I had some crowding in my brain and some fluid that is supposed to be doing all this stuff in my body, like sending out hormones and emotions and things of that nature was completely empty and they didn't know why it's abnormal. We don't have any reason why this is happening. Um, that was tough. And I started to suffer in silence that, yeah, it started with headaches, which is why I went in for the MRI. Um, the news was a little devastating because my mother has um, Kyrie malfunction. She had a brain surgery where her brain was growing bigger than her skull. Um, and I had to watch my mother, being the oldest child, go through these surgeries and she would be in bed for days at a time. And I kind of felt like I had to step into that role of taking care of our household um, at like nine. And I have two younger brothers. So to hear that I have um, a form of what she had, it kind of made that reality real for me. I did not want to be what my mother was for me for my children. I didn't want to be laid up in bed where I couldn't take care of them. And that took over me. I, we have crazy faith. <laughs> we moved across the country to plant a church, but in that moment, I had no faith. Um, I was consumed in trying to get doctor's appointments. People are saying, well, we can take you in May 2021. And I had things going on with my brain, and I can get an appointment in May. That was devastating. I remember I texted my husband, and I said, I will be on my deathbed before I can see a doctor. And that became my world. It was like bad news after bad news, and I was so consumed. But it wasn't until I was vulnerable enough to reach out to some powerful women of God to say, I need help. I need prayer. I need someone covering me. And um, our brother-in-law, Ralph, his family is moving to Colorado from Texas. And um, when he first got in and saw me bound to my bed, um, he said, sister, I'm so sorry, but it's so hard to see you like this because all the years that I've known you, you've always been up doing things around the house, taking care of everybody, but to see you down hurt me. And it hurt me to hear him say that. I was so defeated and it was like something woke up in me and said, Lord, I cannot be defeated. Thank God it was a Monday night because I was like, Tuesday prayer is happening. I don't care if I have to limp and cry into the presence of God. I am going to prayer. I literally limped in there. I brought a pillow just in case. <laughs> and I sat there. And even when people surrounded me with prayer, I was still having back spasms through it all. I'm trying to hush the pain so that I can hear the prayers of his righteous so I can receive healing. Um... We were there from nine, about 9.30 to 12 o'clock. By the time we got into worship, 
God told me to kneel down on my knees. And I was sitting right next to Anna, and I was like, but Lord, what if I kneel down and I can't get back up? And it was like, will you take that step of faith? People are believing for your healing. Do you want it just as much as they want it for you? I knelt by the chair. I used the chair to help me get down. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I'm going to get down, but I'm going to use some help too. But the fact that I was able to get down on my knees was mind-blowing because just hours before, I couldn't even go to the bathroom by myself without weeping in pain. Like, it was, it was so bad. And as I was sitting there on my knees, I told God, I want this for myself. I want, like, the word says that I would never let a rock cry out for me. I couldn't dare stand in the presence of God and let other people believe for my healing more than I did. And at that moment, I got up and I walked over to Mike and I said, I want to share something. And literally, I received complete healing, not a pain in my back. I was able to jump up and down. I walked without limping. But in that, I wanted to share the fight does not end there. Because I went home after complete healing. That God showed me that signs, miracles, and wonders are still real and they're happening still. But the fight didn't end there because I laid down and said, Lord, what if I get up in the morning and my back starts hurting again? I went to the nail salon today because my birthday's tomorrow, right? All that's crazy. (laughs) And I sat in the chair and I said, but what if I sit down and I can't get back up again? Like my husband isn't with me. I went by myself. What am I going to do if my back starts hurting again and I'm alone? But in that moment, you have to be so sound in what the word speaks over you that you can fight those thoughts. Because even the devil came in and said, well, God didn't take Paul's thorn out of his side. What if this is your thorn? No, God told me complete healing. So even if I went home and felt a little bit of pain, even if I woke up three days from now with a little bit of pain, we still have to trust in the process. And before this all started, I remember sharing with a friend that this health scare, let it be used for the glory of God. Because his word says, what I give to you freely, may you give to somebody else. Lord, as you gave me healing, let me be able to stretch my hand forward and heal somebody else. So I'm just hoping that it encourages you that though you may receive the miracle, the fight doesn't stop there. Amen. So it ended with a little victory party in that room, we were all shouting and just praising the Lord. It was such a beautiful time. And I think it was so encouraging to our staff as, as we walked out of there, just all pumped up high fives. And it's like, yeah, this was so cool. But I feel like just even right now, you just heard a, a, an awesome testimony of God's goodness. Uh, if there's anyone who's just, who's in, who needs physical healing right now, or if there's even, I just feel like if there's any type of healing that you need right now, would you, would you just stand up? You can just stay where you are in, in, in your seat, but just, just stand up. And I, I believe the Lord's going to release healing right now. And this is going to be, this is going to bring courage. This is going to bring strength. So he's our healer. So here's the thing. If it's a physical thing, 
I want you just to lay your hand on whatever it is, wherever, wherever you need healing. <laughs> if it's your whole body, just, <laughs> just stick your hand on your head and it'll just kind of filter all the way down. So he says, take courage, don't be afraid. I'm just going to pray real quick, and then I'm going to have Tisha just release what was given to her over each one of you. But there's a part, and did you hear that part where there was just that moment, that, that piece of little faith? It's that little, that's that mustard seed faith. All she had to do, and it's just the obedience to the Lord. It's, it's just, she said, kneel down. Just do what I ask you to do. Don't question, and it may not be anything for you. It just may be the healing comes. Well, just before we pray, I just, on Saturday, there was a lady that had a, a broken hip. I shared it on Sunday briefly, but I just feel like God, like in that, I hear this broken hip, and my first thought is, oh, boy, that's a, that's a pretty significant healing. Like, that's, <laughs> like, you know, a little pain in the hip is one thing. We can pray for that, the pain to go, but broken hip? But God is not, it doesn't matter how big the, whatever it is. So don't think, well, this one's a little bigger than that. Like that was a pain in the back, but this one's like cancer or whatever it is. God doesn't go, boy, that's, that's a little beyond me. God can heal anything, and his desire is to heal, and it's his promises over us. And so our part is just to have that small amount of faith just to say, Yes, Jesus, I believe in you. You are the healer. And, and then just receive what he has for you. So, Lord, I just pray right now, as each person, uh, if it's physical or if it's just mental or if they just need whatever type of healing they need right now, Lord, I thank you. You told me yesterday that you were going to release healing. Lord, I thank you that you are going to release your healing power tonight right now. But I thank you that we're going to see miraculous healings right now, not because of who you, we are, but because of who you are. So Lord, I ask right now for your Holy Spirit to be poured out in this place. Lord, would you release everything that you have for every person standing up right now, for those that are watching online and that are standing up. It's this, this place of just stepping up standing in that place of faith and saying, yes, Lord, I receive my healing today, right now. Whether it manifests in that moment or whether it manifests in an hour or in two hours or in a day, Lord, I receive it right now. I thank you. There's been so many times where it hasn't happened in that moment. Don't give up. Don't go, well, I guess it didn't happen it, for Tisha, it didn't happen in the moment we prayed. It happened after. It happened in the place of worship. I've had it where it's happened the next morning. I wake up and it's healed completely. So, Lord, I thank you that you're the healer. You're going to do this your way. Our job is to put our faith in you and say yes to your promises. So I thank you as, as Tisha prays, Lord, I thank you that there is going to be a release, an anointing of healing that's going to be released on every person in here. Hallelujah, God.
First and foremost, Lord, we ask that you forgive us of our sins, O oh God, that we may be, be able to come to you pure, Lord, that we can come to your, thorn, your throne and lay down our burdens, and that you will see us as righteous, O oh God, that our prayers may be heard. I feel like I need to speak against anxiety, God, while we wait on the healing. I speak against the depression that may come while we wait in the darkness, oh God. That one day you will be the light. That though you may come at 1159, God, it is right on time. It is right on time, God. We speak against the doubt for I know that we've seen so much wickedness, God. I know that we've seen it all before, oh God. Maybe we've seen someone in our life who has died and they were not cured, but God, you still reign. And we believe that today you will do it for us, God. I speak against the aches and the pains, Lord, that you will come down as your word say you are the greatest comforter, God. That we will feel your hand wrapped around us in this time, Lord. That right now, pain is jumping off our bodies, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. That right now, disease is leaving our bodies right now, God. For your word says that we operate in your authority, God. So we speak against any demons or devils that may be lurking in this place, oh Lord. They may be trying to cover our hearts and plague our minds with doubt, oh God, but we speak against it, Lord. No matter how it looks right now in this place, we are believing you for healing, God. Healing that will come raining down from heaven. But not for our glory, Lord, but for yours. That our testimonies will raise up people who will believe in you, God. That our testimonies will bring salvation to someone who needs to know that Jesus reigns. For it is for your will and your glory. Hallelujah, Jesus, we thank you. So we just say, let it be so. Let it be so. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. We just agree with that healing. We receive it. All of it. We command the pain to go in the name of Jesus. We speak healing in every situation. Right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. I just want for those of that maybe if it's physical, just check it right now. Like there's that, like it's just that check to see whatever it was. And if there's, here's the thing I've also seen is, a lot of times it, it's it's like it's the one, and then it's like it's the two punch. And the first one is like, oh, wow, they're significant. Like, I feel it's different. And I feel like in that place, just thank him and then go back into that and just contend for that healing. Thank him for what he's done and ask him to finish the work. So did anyone just have, like, significant, like, did you feel there was a difference? Yeah. Started burning. so good from their shoulders that goes down to their fingertips 
for someone with pain that's in their arm. You can feel it from your shoulder to your fingertips. I'm believing healing. I can feel the tingling in my arms. Just want to pray into that if everyone can stretch their arms, um, hands before this gentleman right here. Hallelujah, God. Lord, we thank you right now that it's his heart is willing that you will do this for him, oh God. Hallelujah. I can feel the tingling in my arm, God, that by the time he makes it to his car, it will be gone. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. So Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for your power, for your healing power. Lord, demonstrate your power. We thank you for the demonstration of your power. In Jesus' name. Did I have the order right? Is Anna going? Tracy? Wow. Thank you for sharing that testimony, by the way. <laughs> Praise God, right? No, give, give it up for God. Oh, my goodness. They were in the back room talking about some testimony. and I'm like, I want to hear it. And they go, you might hear it tonight. And I'm like, awesome. Love that. I, um, I love what, what Mike put out here. Just a couple of notes that I have about presence. I love that forged in his presence. I don't know if you guys saw that email. I think Mike shared it earlier, but I'll just make you some notes. I even recall some things that the Lord spoke years ago. <laughs> his presence comes, you know, there's his presence and then there's his manifest presence. You guys know the difference. There's, right? His presence can show up in glory. It can show up in power. It can show up in healing. It can show up in many different um, ways when it manifests. He spoke to me years ago as this, the, the price of his presence is time. The purpose of his presence is change. And the product of his presence is power. And I, I, I love that because really at the end, of, when it comes down to it, like where's the destination, right? Not that it's all about the destination. It's about the journey, obviously, and the process. But... And I'm going to get that to that in a moment. But in this case, the product of his presence is, uh, is power. And I love what Tisha said. Like, I mean, thank you for being so vulnerable, by the way. I, uh, I still struggle with that. <laughs> Just being vulnerable. But it happens so often that exactly we get, we get healed or something happens. And we're like, man, what if I wake up tomorrow and it comes back? Right, and that's where, man, I love what you and and we we talked about this in the back room before service. It's like you have to declare and proclaim 
Like that's what she was doing. She was declaring and proclaiming that healing over her body. That's where she went back to the Lord. She said, but God, you can hold. It's okay. You can hold God to his promises. But God, you said, you said, this is what you said. Not what I said, not what somebody else said, but this is what you said. You said complete healing. And she started to declare and proclaim that. And I don't know if you, you said you did it verbally, but there's something that happens in that moment when we verbally process that. And something I shared earlier as well was, was only God knows, um, can hear or see our thoughts, the thoughts that we hold captive. He knows everything about us, obviously. But the enemy can't, the enemy can't, it doesn't know our thoughts. But he know, does know our voice. He does know the things that, we, that come out of our mouth power of life and death is in the tongue so be careful what we speak of course but I believe in that moment too that there's a we disarm the enemy when we verbally out loud and the enemy hears that he has no authority in that situation it's almost like the courtrooms of heaven the judge has spoken I proclaim you healed Tisha now, Tisha proclaims it as well over her own body, and look what happens. The enemy is disarmed in that, in that moment. Amen? Some of the things that were on my heart, I was texting, uh, and these are just kind of a, a, a conglomerate of, of, of several thoughts. I, as Marcus texted me earlier this morning, I, I was just in this a couple days ago as I was ministering to a, to a young man. He, uh, I'm gonna put on my glass. I'm gonna put on my glasses. By the way, I'm horrible with my sights going. Maybe that's where I need healing, right? <laughs> Just readers, by the way. Just readers. <laughs> the Lord spoke to me. He said, "You want the blessing, but you don't want the breaking that comes along with it." Sometimes, the manifestation, the manifestation of the promise is sometimes delayed or never comes to pass. On this side of heaven, why? This is just me asking God questions. This is just two days ago before Marcus uh, texted me this morning. This was what was on my heart. And our yes is what gives us access to the promise. Our yes. And the process gives us validity, gives validity and establishes an inheritance. And if we can make living out that promise, a lifestyle, we have the opportunity to leave a legacy. Promise, inheritance, legacy. There's over 7,000 promises in the Bible. And I always say, I'm just crazy enough to say yes to all 7,000. I don't know what that means yet. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying yes to. When I just say yes to all 7,000, I just say yes. I'll worry about what comes later, right? Um... All this to say, I, 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 um, a lot of these things were on my heart, and I went back to a dream I had. Um, and so let me, let me push through this really quick, because I, I think it's really for this time, because there's a lot of shaking. As Mike said, there's a lot of shaking going on. There's a lot of storms. There's a lot of things taking place that are dist- distracting. I'll be the first to raise my hand that there's a lot of things going on <laughs> that are distracting right now. First and foremost, though, I think God wants us to stay engaged. What's going on around us, what's going on in the environments and the atmospheres that we walk in, that we have influence in, to 
keep our eye on the prize, not to take our eyes off it, not to get enamored by some shiny object, not to hear the static and get, and get rattled, not to hear competing voices and get off track. So this dream was on the 22nd of October. Um, I had a dream last night right after blah, 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 blah. I'll skip through a little of this. And then it was Marcus. Marcus was in this dream. Marcus and I were on the sideline of a soccer field. And there was a soccer game, in fact, taking place. Marcus was in front of me as we both, as we were both in a long line of people that were waiting to get in the game. Marcus was next in line to go in. And I was number two in line with a string of people behind me waiting to get in the game. I kept hitting Marcus on the arm saying, get in the game. Get in the game. What are you waiting for? Get in the game. By the way, this is no condemnation to Marcus. Where are you at, Marcus? Oh, there he is. I, was, I thought I might share this tonight. I wasn't sure if I was. And he goes, dude, can we like, change my name from Marcus to Bob? Can we just make this dream about Bob? Uh, hear me out here. In this case, Marcus just represents. It's not. Marcus just stood and just represented was a symbolization of something here. You'll hear it in a moment. Get in the game, get in the game, get in the game. And I remember in the dream, I was getting like super frustrated. I've never gotten mad at Marcus, but in this dream, I was kind of mad at Marcus. I was like getting like frustrated. I was like, yeah, I was getting angry. I'll just, I'll say it. I got to the point that I was getting frustrated, here it is, that he was not engaging or moving himself from the sideline into the game. He then turned to me and said, I can't go in. I must wait for the referee to wave me in before I can go in. Right in front of us was the referee with his hand in the air, signaling stop. You're not allowed to come into the game until I wave you in or allow you to come into the game. I instantly thought about playing rugby and having to wait for a break or a stoppage in the game before the referee could allow for a sub to come into the game to replace another player. I then woke up. At this point, I thought, the following morning, I just thought, man, this is just another dream. And while I was working out with Mike, I told him about the dream. I had not heard anything from the Holy Spirit. And I felt like this was just another dream and there was no significance to it. And then Mike said, maybe Marcus represents the church. Instantly, I heard God say, get in the game. Holy Spirit continued to speak to me. I remember going home from working out and I just started typing. I just started typing. Interpretation, all of it. Three things that are symbolization in this, in this dream. The soccer game represents the world right now, a.k.a. the playing field. All those things I talked about earlier, man, there's a pretty intense game going on right now if you want to look at it that way. Marcus actually represented the church, and the referee represents the law or the government right now. 2 Timothy 2.5 says this, and this is the interpretation in the word. 2 Timothy 2.5 says, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. But I hear the voice of the Lord saying, the rules of engagement have changed. The government leaders appointed by man, by man, uh, the government leaders appointed by man have altered the rules. They have changed the laws and they have perverted the Constitution, not honoring the forefathers who established freedom based on the truth. 
the chief cornerstone in my very word. Although the government has attempted to muzzle the voice of the church, my bride has a voice and it will be heard. You've already won. Victory is yours. I'm calling my people to arise and enlist in God's army. It's time to get in the game, for the victory is yours. Do not get distracted. I put you in the world, but you're not of the world. Do not be enamored by shiny objects. Keep your eye on the prize. For every soldier called to active duty must divorce himself from the distractions of this world so that he, he may fully satisfy the one who chose him. That's 2 Timothy 2.4 in the Passion. I feel like teamwork within the church is going to be to bring unity in this season. And God commands a blessing where unity exists. Psalm 133. It will require all players to participate. Every person, every position, all will play an important role in executing the game plan. Nobody is unqualified. Nobody is disqualified. For God is declaring that everyone plays. I sense this will not be a sprint. We should prepare for a marathon. Such is the dream about the soccer game. Some will grow weary. Some may grow faint as they battle. So subs will be required. Subs bring fresh legs and fresh life into the game. They are catalysts for impact and can change the momentum. Subs replace those players that may have been injured on the field of play. And subs replace players that left it all on the field, on the battlefield, and can go no further. I keep hearing 2 Timothy 4.2 ringing in my ears. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instruction. I hear the Lord saying, I'm giving you a new endurance, a renewed strength, and bold courage to run the race. God's words explain, explains it like this. As for us, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. For the path has been already marked out before us. That's Hebrews 12.1, but in the passion. Then the Lord spoke this. You have prepared well. Training day is over. Put on your armor and get in the game. Your yes qualifies you for victory as it is written. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. 1 Corinthians 9.24. God spoke, the prize is yours. Get in the game. I don't know how many I know JR's played rugby I played college football I played a lot of sports over the years I know Roger I forgot Roger Roger played rugby as well it's a pretty nasty game I know before I walked on the field of play it kind of looked and felt as I went through the game a little bit like the world's looking right now pretty intense I just want to encourage each and every one of you to stay engaged stay engaged and stay in his presence with his presence we get everything else we'll get his voice 
We'll get the unctions, we'll get the words, we'll get the dreams, we'll get the revelation, we'll get the vision. And then it's ours to do what it will, right? We don't need to wait for the ref to call us in to the game. <laughs> God's already declared you, everyone plays. Obedience over sacrifice, amen? So Lord, I do, I just pray right now. I pray over every single person here and every person online, Lord. We're stepping onto the field of play, Lord, and then it's God, you, that gives us the strength to stand firm in the midst of the battle. I just release that over your body right now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we just want to have some time to pray with each other, pray over each other, pray for each other. The theme that I'm that I'm feeling and that we were feeling at the beginning of the night is, is keeping our eyes on the prize, not getting distracted, whether it's things going on in our personal life or things going on in, in the world around us, that through the storms we keep, I love what Tracy said, that marathon pace. It's a marathon pace, but just like Jesus in Hebrews 12, it says, for the joy set before him, endured the cross. And there's a great joy that has been set before us in this season. It is Jesus. It is his will. In that, in that place of, of running the race, I hear the words of Paul in Philippians 3, where he says, I reached for the high calling of God. But just before that, he goes, in reaching for the high calling of God, I am longing to experience the power of the resurrection, but I might have to endure suffering with Jesus as well. And he says, if I gain Christ in all of it, he's like, it is worthless. It is worth it. Everything else is rubbish. Everything else is worthless. He's the gain. I'm going to keep my eye on him, the prize of following it and knowing him. And I'm going to reach for it in this season. So we're going to pray for each other in our groups that we're not going to get off track in this season. And we're going to, and something else we were feeling, if you have prophecies over your life in this season, which we probably all do in this room, words that have been spoken that we go, that is me, we wage warfare by those prophecies. We wage the warfare, as Paul says, by the prophecies that have been spoken over us. And, and we pray into them. So let's do that as a group. Let's gather up in three groups of three and groups of four and pray for one another, okay? So Lord, we just thank you for tonight and we thank you for these words. We thank you for Tisha and her testimony and her, and Lord, we ask you to do it again in all of our lives. Do it again, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.